1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. National average twelve-month savings of seven hundred forty-four dollars by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June twenty twenty-two and May twenty twenty-three. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. This episode contains references to sexual violence. Please use discretion.
0: When I was a child, I thought I was an extraterrestrial. That I was an UFO. Uh, and I told my grandmother that it was a really funny story. And um, what did so, she
1: say when you said you were? Yeah, in...
0: my brother told me that they found me in a railroad, right? One day we were like crossing a railroad, and my brother told me that's where we found you. And mom took you with us because you were naked on the railroad as a baby. And uh, around the same time, uh, I was kicked out of the bathroom, in the girls' bathroom in school. And um, I'm from an area of Argentina where there's a lot of UFO activity in the 70s. So I put two and two together and I went to my grandma and I said, Grandma, I think I know what happened. I am an alien that I was left by mistake here. But I belong to a country, where, to a, a planet, where all the girls have peepees, like me, and my grandmother, being the great grandmother that she was, she says that makes sense. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's true, and uh, <laughs> we slept under, you know, outside in the in a huge patio with the trees, the fruit trees that she had. And we spent the night outside waiting for, you know, for my uh, family from another planet to come and rescue me. And of course that didn't happen.
1: (laughs) Cecilia Gentili was born in 1972 in a very small town in Argentina.
0: Uh, You know, I I was always, you know, using the girls' bathroom. Um, You know, I always had a tendency. Sometimes I didn't say that I was a girl, but I always said that I wasn't a boy. That was a a constant for me. Um, And uh, around um, my teenagers' years and adolescence, uh, I, I started uh, being attracted to to other boys, and I thought like, well, I guess like being gay is the closest thing to what I feel, you know. At the time, it wasn't conversation about trans people, and it, it was not a conversation about uh, uh, being trans. It was no internet, you know. Uh, so uh, I thought I was crazy for a long time, and. When I when I went to the big city, uh, you know, to go to college at age 17, I met the first trans person that I ever met in my life. And it was like this huge realization of like, you know, first of all, I'm not crazy. Second of all, I may not be a UFO uh, person. <laughs> I, I may not be an extraterrestrial. And, uh, and there is like, you know, it is people like me in the world, you know? So I just uh, verbally almost assault this woman because I was like, please, please, please help me, help me, help me. I need you, I need you. I'm like you, I, I need help. She was like, oh, calm down. And uh, I, uh, you know, she said, okay, you know, I help you. She said, I'm working right now. She was in the street. Um just say I'm working right now, go to the bar, and when I finish working, uh, we'll meet and we'll talk more. And that's what I did. I waited all night in the bar, and then she told me, you know, yeah, you know, you, you can be trans. Um, it's three things that you need to know. You're going to be a whore, you're going to get high, and you're going to die young. Those are the three things that you need to know and be clear about before making the decision of uh, transitioning. And I didn't doubt it for a minute. I said, yes, yes, and yes, I'm okay with all of those. I'm Phoebe
1: Judge. This is Criminal. I thought
0: that, uh, you know, that, that was the only way to survive, right? Uh, It it was, you know, it wasn't like the idea of having a job while being trans was not possible. Uh, The idea of, you know, Uh, being a housewife, you know, uh, and having a husband that takes care of you, uh, it wasn't possible because, like, anybody, you know, uh, usually uh, all the... Uh, men that I uh, dated at the time were dating me under these extreme shaming you know, cloud where like uh, they used to say that they were my boyfriend just in in between you know, four walls in in, in a room but nobody would hold my hand in the street you know so uh, it was like hey, you know, all these guys want to have sex with me. Uh, nobody wants to be my boyfriend. So I may as well just get some money out of it, you know, so and survive. So it was more like organically came with the idea of being trans, the idea of being a sex worker. So uh, it, it was like, you know, it is, a, it, it, for me, it was like, this is what the life of a trans person is and I am trans I, and this is what I have to do. It was also a lot of um, uh, reaffirmation with sex work. Um, you know, when you have like all these, The rest of the world telling you that you know that you are wrong, that you are an abomination, that uh, you know you uh, your body is uh, a mistake, Uh, and at the same time you have uh, all these people paying for your body and for your time. So it was it was very reaffirming.
1: How was the money?
0: Um uh, the money was good. Um, I work a lot, you know, I um, I I make decent money in, in the streets, enough to survive. Uh, but n- not enough to um, go ahead with certain uh, surgeries that I wanted. Uh, you know, money was enough to pay rent and to eat. Um, but I wasn't making money. Uh, my transition wasn't going where I wanted to go. Um, my life wasn't going where I wanted to go. And um, interactions with police, uh, And um, overall, you know, really, um, really, really bad experiences. Sex work was so heavily policed in Argentina that at this point, uh, last year, uh, a group of trans women from the city that I'm from were given a reparations pension for all the suffering that the law enforcement uh, made them go through. I hope that gives you an idea of what kind of oppression we were going through at the time. It is like, you know trans woman receiving a reparations pension. That's how bad the government feels about the treatment that they gave us. And, you know, it wasn't only just, like, you know, being arrested. It was, like, you know, being, you know, uh, asked for sexual favors and and, and asked uh, for uh, bribes and money and uh, being humiliated. So, you know, I would do anything not to be arrested. I would do basically anything not to be arrested.
1: When Cecilia was growing up in Argentina, trans people could be arrested for just walking down the street. As she got older, she moved around, trying to find a place where she felt safe and could do her job.
0: And um, I guess uh, neighbors started calling the police because I was around... um, and, uh, I, you know, for a moment, I thought, like, you know, I found a place where I can just do what I do without being, um, bothered. And, um, you know, the police started stopping me and, um, they, um, they, um, sexually i i was sexually assaulted by two officers and um and i said like you know it's never it's never going to be a place where i can do what i do and not have to go through these things um it was like this sense of like It's not a safe place for me in this anywhere, in this city. And uh, I am just going to die here. Um, So I thought, like, you know, I have to do something with my life uh, now. Uh, And that was, you know, when the idea of leaving Argentina, uh, trying to build a future came about. And that's how I came to Miami.
1: Did you think it would be easier to be a sex worker in America?
0: Oh, I thought like it, I thought it was going to be people at the airport waiting for me, offering me jobs. <laughs> That's, that, was my, that was my idea of the United States. I thought like it were people waving an American flag and saying, like, welcome, <laughs> and, <laughs> and offering me other jobs. So I you didn't even have to do sex work anymore. <laughs> and that wasn't the case, uh... uh I have to say that was not the case.
1: Thanks to Progressive for their support. While you're listening to the show, maybe you're also doing something else. Driving, dishes, folding laundry. I listen when I go on walks. If you're not currently driving a car, you could also be getting an auto quote from Progressive Insurance. Save money right now from your phone. Drivers who switch to Progressive save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Discounts for having multiple vehicles on your policy, being a homeowner, and more. Progressive will be with you 24-7, 365 days a year, so you're protected no matter what. You can get a quote for your car insurance at Progressive.com to join over the 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Cecilia says that when she arrived in Miami, she started looking for jobs right away. She looked for a job in a hair salon, but she didn't have a license. And she was undocumented. This was in 2000. She was 27.
0: So, uh, you know, whatever got better in terms of me being trans in the United States got worse in terms of being undocumented. And of course, the only thing that I knew how to do was sex work besides hair. And that's what I did.
1: Her plan was to work for three months in the United States make as much money as possible and then fly home to argentina just before her visa expired but 4 days before her flight home cecilia was arrested
0: i got arrested on washington avenue in miami and um i remember um you know i, I remember like the girls that you know the other girls taught me like certain tricks that They're not even true, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, things that you do and say, you know, if you touch the client, if it's a police officer, it's not supposed to let you touch him. That's totally bullshit. I, you know, I touch, I even had oral sex with police officers. And after we had oral sex, they arrested me, Uh, you know, or if you ask them if they're police officers, they have to tell you if they're police officers. So, you know, I did my whole, like, you know, list of things to make sure that this guy uh, who stopped me in a taxi, in a yellow taxi, wasn't. Uh, a police officer. He was uh, the passenger uh, in the taxi. So I went in the taxi and I said, are you a police officer? And he said, like, no, I'm not. And then uh, I touched him and and he allowed me to touch him. And so I said, well, he's not a police officer. And he said, how much is you know for a date? So I told him how much it was. Uh, He says, like, do you have another friend that you can bring with us? And I said, no, none of my friends are in the street right now. And um, then he stopped the taxi, and we got out of the taxi, and the taxi driver came out of the taxi, too, and I thought that that was weird. And... um, They arrested me, and uh, I said, but you told me that you're not a police officer. And he said, I'm not a police officer. The taxi driver is. Uh, And I got arrested, and I was... uh, uh, I went to the the prison, I guess, and, uh, uh, of course, they put me there with the men. Uh, I saw the judge, and the judge let me go uh, with uh the um, i i needed to surrender my passport so um i was not able to take my flight and uh, at that point i overstayed my my visa so i made a decision to just stay stay here in the united states uh Fully as an undocumented person. And I'm going to fully dedicate myself to sex work. And um, that's what I did. And I kind of stopped working in the streets mostly. And I focused on um, ads. I had ads in the paper. I had ads in a special magazine in Miami called Unique Encounters. Uh, really funny name, unique encounters, and you—you um, know—you put pictures there and your phone number. People who call you, and then I found the internet. You know and. Uh, I found the internet and, uh, and the money started being good. And I had, you know, my first breast implants and I had a couple of like facial surgeries. I had laser, I had laser in my face. So like, you know, not having facial hair was a, such a like uh, amazing moment in my life. So, you know, I started being happy. Plus, so, you know, I was started like I started making you know relationships here. I had friends, so um, uh, it was uh, you know it, it was hard. Uh, it was hard, but um, I it was better than in Argentina. So I I wanted to stay here. It was a, a beautiful community, you know. All my friends that were doing sex work, you know, with me at the same time, you know, they were really good people, you know. They were helping, we were helping each other all the time. Uh, we were supporting each other. Uh, we were like, you know, in constant... Um, communication, like you know, this number is gonna call you, don't answer, it's a waste of time, or this guy is gonna try to come and see you, uh, don't see him because he's violent. So, we had a network uh, where we, you know, were all co workers, I guess, and, uh, and friends, you know, and we spent time and we cooked together, it was like really nice. So, um, uh, it was times where i said like this is too much but it was also good times with uh with community
1: and how did life get better when you could start getting your clients online so that you weren't out on on the streets but rather yeah, set at the, home you know yeah, at home
0: at home. So for me, it was, uh, you know, it was like, oh, this is great. You know, I just can be at home. I can making, you know, be making my own meals. And if I have a client coming, I just stop and do my client and then eat the food that I cooked myself. You know, uh, you know, things are different when you're home. It's, you know, you're in your place. Things are yours. Um, so uh, for me, it, it was uh, better. Again, you know, um, you know, I was always worried that, you know, uh, uh, a police officer could come and arrest me, you know. It was very common in South Beach that, uh, you know, police would make themselves uh, look like clients, uh, uh, you know, in the phone saying that they were clients. And um, uh, they they would come and arrest you. So, you know, sometimes like, you know... uh, uh i would you know be looking in the window to see you know who my client was and like sometimes i would just think like oh this guy looks like a looks like a police officer um and um every time i would see a client with a shaved head i i associate that with police officers i guess so i would never see them you know they i never opened the door
1: she says the internet helped a lot Cecilia could now look someone up before deciding whether to meet them. And sex workers in Miami could communicate on forums and warn each other about police, violent clients, or clients that wouldn't pay. They would ID clients by phone number in case they'd given a fake name.
0: So it was great, you know, life was uh, much better. Of course, all of that ended with Sestan
1: Foster. SESTA and FOSTA, which stand for the Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act and the Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act, are a set of bills that were signed into law last April. Under the law, website publishers, including sites like Craigslist, would be responsible if anyone posts ads for sex work on their platforms. The bill's supporters framed this as an important way to curb sex trafficking online. Critics argue that it makes no distinction between victims of sex trafficking and consensual sex workers. One of the immediate effects of the law was that those sites that sex workers use to find clients and communicate with each other started shutting down. Are sex workers less safe without these types of sites? Of course.
0: You know, we don't have the opportunity to, you know... Uh, look in the, you know, in our forums and like to see if, you know, the the clients that are coming to see us are, you know, uh, not good, you know. Um, and also, like, we're, you know, many of us are not able to advertise, you know, people had to go back to the streets, you know, uh, people that were not used to the streets anymore, you know, and also, like, you know, the fact that it was more more sex workers in the streets, it gave clients a certain... Um, level of leverage, right, because, you know, sex workers had to, you know, take clients, you know, that they wouldn't otherwise just because, you know, they needed to work. So uh, system system FOSTA, you know, and shutting down the websites, you know, was terrible for the sex workers community. It's really terrible, really, really terrible.
1: It seems like not many people understand just how common sex work is. Do you think that's right? Absolutely. After living in Miami for five years, Cecilia started getting threats that she would be reported to the police as an undocumented immigrant. So she moved to New York.
0: I used to live on Mott Street and uh, me and a friend of mine, you know, had apartments right across the hall and the uh, police went once and... um uh, they raided her apartment and arrested her, and they were knocking on, and knocking on my door and knocking on my door and knocking on my door, and I just didn't open. I was terrified, and, you know, and I looked through the peephole, and I just, you know, saw how they were taking her, and they were really, they really wanted me to, and I just didn't open. Nobody should have to work or do what they do for a living, with this terrible fear of being arrested all the time.
1: Are there fewer clients now?
0: Um, I I couldn't tell you. Um, uh, I haven't uh, been actively working for uh, a couple of years now, but you know, uh, I am in touch with most of my friends, and like you know, it is a lot of uh, consensual sex uh, nowadays in uh, forums like grinder tinder and all of that so uh, i i noticed that you know it's less clients because it's more opportunities to have sex uh consensual sex for free but of course that is not regulated it does not that's not uh, criminalized right but once you exchange money for sex, you are a criminal. So, uh, you know, when you play football, you are selling your body for money, right? Just in a way that, you know, you're selling your the strength of your body to catch a ball, right? It's nothing different. <laughs> right if you know how to cook you become a chef i know how to have sex so that's why i became a sex worker um so uh i think like because of the idea of sex it has been uh painted as something that is sinful and, and not uh, moral you know uh, had created this idea that sex work should not be allowed.
1: How much of sex work is talking, m- making people feel good about themselves and not actually... A lot. Yeah. A lot, a
0: lot, a lot. A lot of sex work is, is a lot of therapy. I always said that, you know, I should have a social um, work... Degree because I have counsel and uh, listened to uh, an incredible amount of uh, people, you know, who you know hire me uh, uh, through sex work, and in reality, sex was the least that we did uh, in our encounters. I, uh, you know, I, I encounter all kinds of people. And, you know, with some of them was also a lot of sex, you know. Uh, but uh, with most of them was just that human connection, right? People have need to be connected and to feel comfortable about who they are, you know. Uh, so it is a lot about the connection. And sometimes it's about sex, too.
1: Cecilia now lives in Queens. She was granted asylum in 2011. She plans to apply for citizenship next year.
0: And I have a very, um, I don't know what's normal, but in my idea of normality, I have a very normal life. I have a partner. He's uh, wonderful, and I love him very much. Um, We we get up at 7. I make some breakfast or, or, or coffee, and he goes to work and I get ready and I start with my uh, work. And um, uh, what I do is advocacy. Um, and then I do all kind of, uh, you know, after work activities and I come back home Tire and have dinner with my partner and go to sleep. So that's my life. That's my life nowadays. Um, you know, as another kind of busy.
1: Today, she's active in efforts to decriminalize sex work in New York. She runs a policy reform organization called Trans Equity, and she leads a support group for undocumented trans Latinas. What do you want to say now to that little girl thinking that she was an alien, um, that, seeing all that you've seen now and where you are in your life? What would you say? To that girl? I think
0: I think that we are all aliens until we find our communities. You know, I think, uh, you know, some of us find our community with our own family and some of us don't. So for those that don't find their own community with their own families, it is a family out there and you just have to look for them. And when you find them, you will find your family and you will find your planet somehow where you don't feel like, a, like an extraterrestrial. Um, so it is a... Hard but beautiful journey, uh, but the reward of finding your community is wonderful.
1: In our next episode, we go to one of the only legal brothels in the United States, the Bunny Ranch, where we spoke with the top-earning legal sex worker in the country. Criminal is created by Lauren Spohr and me. Nadia Wilson is our senior producer. Audio mix by Rob Byers. Julian Alexander makes original illustrations for each episode of Criminal. You can see them at thisiscriminal.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Criminal Show. Criminal is recorded in the studios of North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC. where a proud member of Radiotopia from PRX, a collection of the best podcasts around. Shows like The Truth. They've just released a five-part series called The Body Genius. It's a dark comic mystery about a fictionalized Hollywood where looking the part might cost you your life. A few days ago, Wesley Stern,
0: an actor that I was helping to get huge for an action movie called Immortal Cop, was found dead in my private gym, crushed inside a high-tech weight machine. Even worse, the cops think that I had something to do with it. Now, I need to clear my name. Somebody out there killed Wesley, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to find them.
1: Go listen. I'm Phoebe Judge. This is Criminal. Radiotopia. From PRX. Thanks to Progressive for their support. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive?